This is the Bible News Prophecy Program, bringing you news and analysis of world events in the light of Bible prophecy. The following program is brought to you by the Continuing Church of God. Greetings, friends. This is Steve Dupuis for the Bible News Prophecy Program with Dr. Bob Teal. Dr. Teal, with the declaration of wars and rumors of wars between Israel and Hamas adding to the chaos circling the globe, how can people protect themselves? Well, a lot of people think that the answer is actually hoarding up supplies, prepping of, of essentials. I saw an article yesterday written by uh, uh, Daisy Luther. She runs the Organic Prepper uh, website. And the title of her article was How I'm Preparing for War. She says, we all hope we're going to dodge this bullet again and avoid World War III, but things aren't looking great. You see what's going on in the Middle East, et cetera, et cetera. Says we can't stop the drums of war, but we can prepare for it. And she says that you've got to be concerned that in World War II and currently, when the government wants stuff, they take it first and you get what's left later. Mm-hmm. So she suggests that you uh, stockpile food, uh, medicine, uh, water, and she says even, even things like gold. And you know, she's right that there's often shortages during war, and she's right that governments prior to prioritize military and their own needs for regular citizens. And it's not just her, by the way, pushing this. I saw something from uh, Zero Hedge and the Wall Street Journal. And one of the headlines was, who counts as a prepper these days? Lots of us. And so the Wall Street Journal talked about it. Uh, uh, Zero Zero Hedge talked about it. It's been a massive increase in people who are prepping for end time events than there were before. And this is going back to 2020 to present. It's gone up about uh, from 20% to 33% according to this article. Now, Jesus taught rough times are going to come. In Mark chapter 13, starting in verse 7, Jesus says, But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be troubled, for such things must happen, but the end is not yet. He talks about nations rising against nations, etc. He said there will be famines and troubles, and he calls those the beginning of sorrows. And in Matthew chapter 24, verse 21 and 2, Jesus also warned, for then, after the sorrows, there will be great tribulation, such as not happened since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor shall ever be. He said, unless those days be shortened, no flesh should be saved, but for the elect's sake, they'll be shortened. So we know that Jesus said there's going to be wars, food shortages, and troubles, and we're seeing these things. But let me add that For the U.S., for example, things are going to end up much worse than even most preppers think. Since Jesus warned about wars and food shortages, is hoarding food, gold, and medicines the answer to prep for war of the Great Tribulation? Well, there could be some help with that. No, the answer is no. Jesus actually warned in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and thieves don't break in. For where your treasure is, there is your heart. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote in uh, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, he said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And in Ephesians chapter 6, starting verse 11, he says, we need to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, which includes all kinds of things that will be thrown after us. 
in verse 14, he said, we're to stand, therefore having girded our waist with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and take the shield of faith. We can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We're also supposed to take the helmet of salvation. We're not talking about a physical helmet. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we're all praying, we're supposed to be praying always with all prayer and supplications in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance, as well as supplication for all the saints. That verse in uh, 2 Corinthians 10.4 is rather interesting, Dr. Teal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. So does that mean we should ignore what is going on and take no physical steps? No. Jesus' words don't mean that we shouldn't stock up on necessities and have uh, food and money for emergencies, because that's actually a pretty good idea. Because the Bible teaches, for example, in Proverbs chapter 6, starting verse 6, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. They have no captain, overseer, ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. And in Proverbs 13, verse 22, it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So obviously he saves something. Mm -hmm. And in Proverbs 22, verse 3, it says, a prudent man sees evil and hides himself, but the simpler passed on, passed on and are punished. So we are supposed to, you know, use our brains. Now, the old uh, Radio and Worldwide Church of God taught, for example, uh, is we go, there's a lot of details of what you can do physically, but no manner of amount of food storage can st save you. Only God can. And they wrote, uh, if you're only looking at the physical, food storage, etc., you'll be the greatest loser of all time. <laughs> they said, look at Luke 9, 24 to 25. Whoever will save his life, seek to selfishly maintain it at all costs, it's going to lose it. Whoever will lose uh, his life for my sake uh, will gain it. And the article said, you know, don't be one of these people who says, oh, I'm just so spiritual then. I'm only going to trust God. I'm not going to do anything. And then they cited the same pro proverb I mentioned about the ant. It says, uh, we need to take some proper steps. He said, don't become a food fanatic. Don't just look to the physical. Pray for uh, balance. He said it would be a good time to do that now. That was published in 1966. In 1979, uh, they published, since gold is regarded as a disaster hedge by many investors, prudence might dictate that perhaps a small fraction of your liquid assets be in gold. So as those articles imply, the Bible is warning we can have the wrong for, uh, focus if our priorities are too much on the physical because we could lose it all. So does that mean that we shouldn't worry about losing our lives or what we need to eat? Well, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink. And he talks about uh, that God provides foods for the birds and uh, flowers are beautiful. In verse 31, he said, don't worry what, about what we shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear for all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need these things, all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 
Dr. Teal, could you sum that up for us? Yes, Jesus is saying, have the right focus. As Christians, as Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. And the best way to prepare, prepare for war is to submit to God and his will and to strive to obey him and support the work that God wants to be done in these end times. So a primary spiritual focus would include faith, but having some physical preps is also prudent. Would you agree with that? Yes, but the problem is most preppers are overly focused on the physical and not the spiritual. You know, ancient Israel made the same mistake. You read about this in uh, uh, 1 Samuel 12, 12. But the sad thing is it's also true for most end time Christians. They are overly focused on the physical. They won't know it, what's going to happen. Now, another thing preppers seem to overlook is in the book of Revelation, talk about the seven uh, last plagues. And you're talking about in Revelation 16. As far as the first five of them go, the first one shows that painful sores are going to appear on those who are still subservient to the beast. And the second and third plagues turn uh, rivers and seas and springs of water into blood. And the fourth plague talks about the sun uh, going to incredibly high temperatures, scorching people. And the fifth one causes massive uh, pain and plunges uh, uh, the beast realm into the darkness. Well, that sounds like having my prepper shelves filled with a whole lot of faith, along with some canned goods, would be the best approach. Would the Bible agree with that? Basically, yes. While uh, many doomsday preppers and most uh, Christians think they're going to survive uh, well during the three and a half years that begins the Great Tribulation. There's a lot of things they just have not considered, at least not well enough. And of course, those who don't have food and shelter, they're going to go and steal and try to get it from those who have it. Also, I should mention that some misunderstand promises of the Bible because God does not promise to physically protect all end time Christians. Now, some believe that the solution is to escape to the mountains. Uh, but uh, in Ezekiel chapter 7, verses 16 to 17, it says, uh, uh, those who survive will escape beyond the mountains. Uh, and But each of their knees is going to be weak as water. And the prophets uh, Amos and Isaiah talked about assembling in a, a mountain of Samaria. But he says that's not going to protect you either. And it says in Lamentations, they're going to pursue us on the mountains. Lamentations 419. So the Bible says that some are actually going to be hiding in the mountains, like in the United States, uh, while others will be taken away. And many who are not killed, by the way, are going to be made slaves. Anyway, hiding in the mountains may protect a few for a time, but not very long, and they're going to be pursued. But didn't Jesus say to flee to the mountains? Yes, in Matthew 24, verses 15 to 16, he said, flee to the mountains in Judea. But if you go the next couple of verses, verses 17 to 19, he's indicating you're not supposed to stay there. So uh, I don't believe Jesus is saying we're supposed to be going to a stock bunker. It's only those who are in Judea, the nation we call Israel these days, uh, who have to flee uh, uh, regarding this abomination in the mountains. Anyway, 
the Philadelphian Christians, they're going to flee elsewhere. So fleeing to the mountains doesn't seem to provide safety for long. And having a couple hundred dollars worth of beans and bandages isn't the answer either. What answer does the Bible offer for Christians with the proper faith? In Luke 21, 36, Jesus said, watch, therefore, look at what's going on in the world, and pray always that you'll be counted worthy to escape. All these things will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Okay, you're not supposed to just pray that you'll be worthy. You need to, therefore, take the steps in order to do so. And in Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 13, Jesus makes a promise to the Philadelphians. These are the ones who go to the open door proclaiming the gospel. They have the works Jesus wants them to have. And Jesus says, because they've kept his command to persevere in verse 10, I will keep you from the hour of trial that comes upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the whole world on the earth. And he said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. And Jesus, however, didn't promise this to all the churches, just to the Philadelphians. These are the ones who will gather together, as it says in Zephaniah 2, verses 1 to 3. And as far as Christians, in Revelation chapter 12, verses 14 to 17, we find out there are two groups. We find out that one group, the woman was given two wings of a great eagle to go to her place in the wilderness, where she's nourished for time, time, and half a time, three and a half years. Okay. But verse 17 said, the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have testimony of Jesus Christ, these are real Christians, uh, will uh, have war made against them from the dragon. So there's two types of Christians described. One who are Philadelphians who flee and the rest that don't. So we learned there are a group of Christians that keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ but are still pursued by Satan. Tell us more about those Christians. Well, in Revelation chapter 13, we find out a leader rising up called the beast. In verse five, it says, he's gonna give him a mouth to speak great things. He was given authority for 42 months, three and a half years, and it's granted to him to make war with the saints and overcome them. He's on Satan's side, just the same thing we talked about in Revelation 12, verse 17. So while there is some time to do physical prepping, I will comment that the primary end time group is the Laodiceans, and that's most Christians. They will not do what they're supposed to do. They have the wrong work. They are lukewarm. So anyway, don't put your confidence in bunkers. Put your confidence in God. Support the work God wants you to do. That's the best and real prepping solution for what's coming, because the real preparation you need is spiritual. Thank you, Dr. Teal. For more interviews with Dr. Teal, in addition to written as well as audio articles, visit our website at BibleNewsProphecy.net. This is Steve Dupuy for the Bible News Prophecy Program. This Bible News Prophecy Program was sponsored by the Continuing Church of God. For more information, including access to our free literature, visit BibleNewsProphecy.net or www.ccog.org.